0: Assessment of chest injuries. Collect dots with a rapid trauma assessment and secondary survey. The rapid trauma assessment is performed anytime there is significant mechanism of injury or the patient is unresponsive and the medics are unable to pinpoint the cause of the unresponsiveness. The rapid trauma assessment is intended to be performed while the patient is still on the scene. The purpose of the rapid trauma assessment is to look for time-sensitive injuries that need to be addressed before the patient is even moved to the ambulance. When looking for chest injuries, the medics should first... Note the presence of jugular vein distension. Jugular vein distension should tell the medics that there is a chest injury ahead. This reliable clue is seen when the medics are assessing the neck. Penetrating wound seal with an occlusive dressing, flail segment. Assistive ventilations will improve ventilation and will do, in some ways, provide stabilization to the flail chest. Once the patient has been moved to the ambulance, the ambulance should quickly depart the scene. While en route to the hospital, there is more work to be done. The medics obtain the patient's name and date of birth, perform a sample history. Obtained vital signs can contact the hospital to perform any care deferred for transport. Next, the medics perform a comprehensive head-to-toe assessment. Sometimes the medics will not be able to take a look at the patient's injuries prior to moving the patients. Therefore, all the observations that would have been made during the rapid trauma assessment are included in the head-to-toe assessment of the secondary survey. Assessment of vital signs will provide the medics with valuable clues of the presence of a chest injury. Signs of shock, The main difference between a pneumothorax and a tension pneumothorax is shock. The shock is not caused from blood loss, but from obstruction of blood flow to the heart. The vena cava is sandwiched between the thora- in the thoracic cavity between the lungs. The pressure changes in the chest associated with breathing create a vacuum that draws blood back into the heart. When there are large pockets of air in the chest but not in the lungs, the pressure is increased and the difference in blood pressure is not as pronounced. This leads to decreased venous return to the heart, resulting in decreased cardiac output. Irregular pulse or inconsistent radial pulse. Conditions that result in blood or fluids collecting in the pericardium, the sac that holds the heart, Result in finding of pulsus paradoxus. Pulsus paradoxus is measured as a difference in blood pressure greater than 10 millimeters of mercury associated with inhalation and exhalation. The measurement is difficult to assess in the ambulance, but medics could appreciate such a finding when assessing a radial pulse that seems to become stronger or weaker. In addition to an inconsistent pulse, the medics may also see an irregular heart rate associated with the changes. Tachypnea or shortness of breath. Most patients with a chest injury will experience some level of dyspnea. Treating shortness of breath with oxygen should be reflexive and probably initiated prior to moving the patient to the ambulance. Pulse oximetry can be used to detect latent hidden hypoxia. A pulse oximetry reading over 94% could be a confirmation that a patient is breathing normally. Chest injury ahead. The first clue of a patient of the presence of a chest injury is jugular vein distension. Jugular vein distension should tell the medics that there's a chest injury ahead. This reliable clue is seen when the medics are assessing the neck. Obvious injuries that should be found during the rapid trauma assessment are penetrating wound, see with an occlusive dressing. Flail segment. Assistive ventilations will improve ventilation and in some ways will provide stabilization to the flail chest. Since the patient is already loaded in the ambulance and en route to the hospital, the medics can look for other signs of a chest injury. Inspection of the chest. The medic should inspect the chest looking for asymmetrical chest rise, which would indicate a flail's chest. Another finding is unequal chest rise. Unequal chest rise would be seen as symmetrical chest rise. However, one side of the chest appears to give more rise than the other. The finding is suggest pneumothorax. Auscultation of breath sounds. Listening to see if one side of the chest has diminished breath sounds should raise the index of suspicion toward a pneumothorax. Auscultation of heart tones. Listening to heart tones with a stethoscope may reveal muffled heart tones. Heart tones should sound crisp and clear. However, if the heart tones are muffled, should raise the index of suspicion toward pericardial tamponade. Pericardial tamponade is a life-threatening condition that is best identified by EMS, but treated by a physician at the emergency department. Palpation of the anterior chest wall. Palpation of the anterior chest could reveal the presence of pneumothorax. For the most part, a pneumothorax is is obvious, the first clue being penetrating wound to the chest. However, some pneumothoraces are closed and therefore not as obvious. While palpating the chest, the patient may complain of pain upon palpation. Tenderness, obviously only with a conscious patient could could present with a finding of tenderness, may lead to clues about the presence of a chest injury. A sternal fracture can pretty much be assessed by finding tenderness to the sternum. Percussion of the chest. Tapping on the chest could reveal areas of hypo-hyper-resonance, an increased level of resonance or higher pitch sound than expected, or hyporesonance, a decreased level of resonance or lower pitch sound than expected. The, patient, the medic should also assess and treat any burns, bleeding, broken bones. Assessing for implanted medical devices and medical patches rounds out the secondary survey.